This is episode 131, Heal Mommy Issues and Step Into Self-Love with Amy. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Always so happy to have you here and listening. I've gotten a lot of new listeners this month, both from speaking at Lori Harder's Bliss event and from being on Sean Stevenson's Model Health podcast. So I know a lot of you from those tribes are here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So happy to have you here. And stay tuned because we're going to be announcing an over it and on with it community, a free community for everybody to come together for us all to share our learning and growth. I know that you learn so much through this podcast. So we're going to be coming out with a community where we can interact and engage with each other and me even more. So again, stay tuned for that. I'll be announcing it soon. A couple other announcements. I am going to be teaching two master class trainings where I'm training coaches. The first one is going to be for health coaches back in Australia. I'm headed back to Sydney for the month of April. So if you're interested in catching me there, you can either come to the master class training or you can book an intensive with me. I might even be doing some other workshops when I'm there. Email jill at christinehassler.com to get on my list for Australia. Second thing is I'm teaching a coaching training program here in the States, in California. It was going to be in May, but we've shifted it to June. It's the weekend of June 30th. So June 30th and July 1st, it's going to be in San Diego, and it is for any coach or therapist or aspiring retreat facilitator, anyone who is helping people, wants a platform, wants clients, and actually wants to make both money and impact in their business. So I have been coaching since 2004 or five, a long time now. It is my zone of genius. I've learned how to be both masterful and profitable in the life coaching industry. So I am now feeling so called to spread the love, share the knowledge, tell you everything that I know. And there are so many coaches who really need support. So the link for that is in the show notes or go to christinehassler.com slash coach training, christinehassler.com slash coach training. Seriously, these two days will save you years and help you become a better coach and more profitable really fast. Do not miss this again, June 30th and July 1st in San Diego. And before we dive in, want to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is FreshBooks, perfect sponsor to have during tax season. I don't know about you, but tax season can be pretty overwhelming for a lot of us, and it's around the corner. So instead of trying to dig your way out from underneath a pile of receipts or waiting to the last minute and feeling overwhelmed, do yourself a favor and go check out FreshBooks cloud accounting software. Not only is it going to save you a ton of time and stress, it might actually change the way you feel about dealing with your taxes. You can send your accountant a quick summary on the amount of tax you've collected last year. You can pull up a P&L, profit and loss statement. You can even generate reports in seconds instead of the hours it would take you to do them manually. FreshBooks can import expenses directly from your bank accounts, which means next time you use your debit card for that meal, tank of gas, or new computer, boom, the purchase is recorded instantly in FreshBooks. All this and FreshBooks is ridiculously easy to use. It's made for people who don't like dealing with numbers and their taxes. 
which is most of us. So right now, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to my listeners. To claim it, just go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. All right. So last week, the episode was on healing daddy issues. So if you missed episode 130, go listen. But we can't leave moms out of the conversation, right? How do we heal those mommy issues? That's what we're talking about today. And listen, everybody, I am not here to throw moms and dads under the bus. Parenting is the hardest job in the world. And I'm also not here to say that we should blame our parents for our lives. In fact, if you are blaming your parents for your life being the way your life is, you're completely a victim and not taking responsibility for your life. All of us choose our parents, and our parents are our biggest teachers in a lot of ways. And we have to remember, we didn't come with a manual, and our parents had their own parents and their own challenges and their own childhood issues, their own mommy and daddy issues. So they really were doing the best that they could. But it's important to acknowledge how our parents impacted us. It's important to heal those relationships, to have boundaries, to speak our truth like I coach Marie to, and to really break some unhealthy patterns that maybe got set up in our childhood but aren't serving us as adults anymore, which is exactly what I coach Amy on. She calls me asking about self-love, but that's actually not the conversation we have. The conversation turns to the issues that she has with her mother and the fact that because she's so enmeshed with her mother, she doesn't have a sense of self. So as you're listening to this call, consider when it comes to self-love, how are you doing? Would you say you're pretty low? Could it be improved? Is your confidence dependent on some external thing? Like as long as you feel like you look good or you made money or you've accomplished something, then you're confident. But if you don't have those things, then your confidence suffered. Are you extremely close with a parent, perhaps even enmeshed with them? And are boundaries challenging for you? All questions to consider when you listen to my coaching session with Amy. Amy, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi there. Um, I guess I'm just looking for a little bit of advice on how to just like self-love more. Well, where do you feel like you're not? How do you know you need to self-love more? Um, I, I think I struggle with self-confidence a lot. I don't think I, I know. I definitely do. Um, and I think that I let situations and, um, internal feelings project how I feel about myself on the outside. Mm-hmm. Can you give me some examples? Yeah. So I, I believe that I'm a very kind person. I am, I have great morals and values, but the way that I feel about myself is more about how I feel about myself on the outside, if that makes sense. How do you feel about yourself on the outside? Negatively. (laughs) Um, I think we are all our own worst critics and I am, I'm the best at that. What does your critic say about you? Um, I guess more or less that. So when I was younger, I struggled with acne. So that was always my thing. Like that made me super insecure. And then as I've gotten older, that's gotten better. But then I've gained some weight. Mm -hmm. And so then there's that. And so like all of those like physical things just overshine the the person I am on the inside, I suppose. Okay. Got it. And so what do you make those physical things mean about you? I guess I just let it determine certain aspects of my life. Like if I'm feeling insecure, then I go hang out with friends and I don't have as good of a time as I would if I were like feeling confident that day. 
Okay. And what makes you feel confident? I'm not sure. Probably not something physical. Uh, that sounds bad, but um, like if I had a a really great time with friends and I'm just like on a high from that, like emotional connection with someone, mm. those things typically like I feel better. Or if like I've had a great day at work or something like that, then I don't know. So it's almost like when you're distracted from your own self-obsession and self-criticism, then you have a moment of feeling good. Yeah. Got definitely. it. Got it. But there needs to be some kind of distraction, some kind of win, some kind of something that pulls you out of your own personal hell because you're really mean to yourself most of the time. Yes. And I am a, a yes person. I definitely mm -hmm. stay busy all of the time mm -hmm. to stay distracted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you could like wave a magic wand and change one thing about yourself, like poof, just boom, it's changed. What would you change? I mean, truly just the way that I feel about myself and how I'm just not very kind to myself. And I want that to change. I don't think that I want my mindset to change. Like I don't necessarily think there are days where I'm like, I feel pretty. There are days when I feel ugly, but I just want, I want that to change. Okay. Well, that, that doesn't even require a magic wand. That just requires a choice <laughs> and some practice. Right. See, the problem right. is you've got a lot of experience and a lot of neural pathways that are looped towards criticism. Was anyone critical of you growing up? Not necessarily. Um, I, I was definitely brought up in a very like overprotective mm -hmm. environment. So I um, not much confidence to make my own decisions, I suppose, and things like that. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like when you say overprotective, what do you mean? <clears throat> uh, so my mother, she uh, grew up in a very um, bad situation. And so she just made it her point my entire life to make sure that the things that happened to her never happened to me. So that relationship was very unhealthy in terms of just how close we were um, you know, in college, I, I spoke to my mom on the phone three times a day minimum. She always needed to know where I was, who I was with, uh, things like that. So overprotected as a child, but then it, it still went into adulthood too. Right. Right. So it's, it's really hard to have self-love when we don't have a sense of self. What I mean by that is because you were so close, it almost sounds like you were a bit enmeshed with your mother. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. I mean, talking three times a day, that's, that's quite a bit. So <laughs> yeah. in that, it's almost like you didn't have a self. You didn't have like a separate identity. She was so consumed with protecting you, which was out of love, but more out of fear-based yeah. love than unconditional love that you kind of became hers. Yeah. Can you see that? Definitely. And so can you see how not having a clear sense of self, like a separate identity, uh, like really knowing who you are and feeling safe and secure on your own can set up a programming for a lack of self-connection? Definitely. And almost a inability to have a healthy relationship with oneself. Yeah. 
So it seems like the self-criticism is a symptom of you not having your own separate sense of self. Because you don't For know sure, how to guess- you don't know how to relate to yourself. You don't know how to be with yourself in a healthy way. You only know how to be with yourself in either a protective way or a critical way. Yes. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that to that, that dynamic was always like, I was the person I needed to be for her, mm-hmm. not for me. Right. So I think that, that I struggle with that a lot too. Who did you need to be for her? Her rock. It was The roles mm-hmm. were definitely swapped. <laughs> I, I was definitely more of the, the mother than the daughter mm-hmm. in that relationship. Mm-hmm. What's your relationship like today? Uh, pretty similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we've we've made steps, but it still is is very much, I would say, unhealthy. And how would you say it's unhealthy? Still, the I call just because I know she needs me to call, not because I. I had a great day and I, I want to talk to her about something. It's just like, I still just have to be this person that she needs me to be. I have to be there for her. So you call out of obligation. 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you think that reinforces a healthy sense of self? No. Mm-mm. What do you think that does? That just keeps telling me that I'm, not my own self and that right. I, right. See, so I, I don't get to make that choice. <laughs> exactly. You, you're still, you're still enmeshed in her, right? It's like the umbilical cord isn't cut and you don't have a separate yeah. sense of self. So we're in a bit of a conundrum here, Amy, because you're asking me, how do I love myself more? You're, and I'm like, well, you don't have a self. So how can I coach you on how to love it until yeah. you individuate this is going to be a bit of a challenge because you're trying to do something, silence the inner critic, accept yourself, have a sense of self, do self-love without a whole complete separate self. Can you see how that's mm-hmm. a bit of a problem? Yes, definitely. So the first step in all of this is going to be cutting that umbilical cord and individuating from your mom. How old are you now? I am 28. It's time. (laughs) It is. So when I say that to you, cut the cord and individuate from your mom, what does that mean to you? Um, There in my, (laughs) the guilt. Yeah. Um, I think that's the hardest part is I know, like I know in my heart what I need to do, but I still, it's just, I feel guilty and the thought of hurting her trumps my own feelings. Right. Well, I, mean, guilt, I know that's not okay either. <laughs> well, it's not about it not being okay. It just will never get you where you want to go. Yeah. And guilt is not even a real emotion. It's just like a made up feeling that good people do to themselves so that they feel like they're still a good person for having bad thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because this is so ingrained, like 28 years. Mm-hmm. And because you have a dynamic where she knows exactly what buttons to push, because you're her lifeline. Yeah. 
she, I don't know what happened to her childhood, to her, I'm guessing there was abuse Mm -hmm. and she has never felt safe or loved. You were born and all of a sudden you were her oxygen. Mm -hmm. You were her lifeline. You were the love that she never felt. And so she's sort of plugged into you for that. And since you know that, you feel this major obligation and I can appreciate how hard this is for you because if you're someone's oxygen source, if you're someone's love source and you take that away, it's like, oh, geez, what's going to happen to them? Yeah. But here's what will happen. She will finally have the opportunity to maybe heal herself. Right now, you're enabling her. And you're really preventing yourself from having your own life and experiencing your own self-love. All your love is, is being sucked in to her. Yeah. There's nothing left for you. And, you know, acne, you know, all teenagers have acne, you know, it's something <laughs> that's common, but a lot of time acne is the emotional expression of repressed anger. It's like got to come out somehow. Yeah. And weight is also repressed, held emotion. And probably you energetically, your body is feeling like you've got like a leech on you and you're doing anything you can to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation would be, are, are you working with a good therapist or counselor? Um, I have not in a few years, so currently no. Okay. Well, I'm going to give you a resource. Um, Terry Cole, she's been on my podcast before. She teaches a great course on boundaries and she has a lot of great material on, on boundaries. She would be a great resource. Um, I would also recommend finding a good, good counselor that you can work with on starting to separate from your mom because you're going to need some help with this because it's so gnarly and I don't mean gnarly. Like, you know, I mean like it's just, there's a lot of layers. Yeah. So what do you hear me saying? I hear hope. (laughs) Um, and kind of what I always knew, but it just, it's just good hearing it from someone else. And then just a little bit of guidance, I guess, from that. Mm Hmm. And if you don't do this, Amy, your mom will never have the opportunity to wake up. Mm -hmm. If you stay in this dynamic, she'll never have the spiritual opportunity to maybe heal. Because as long as she can use you, there's no motivation to do her own work. Yeah, 100%. So you, you really are the bartender pouring the alcoholic the drink, even though you know darn well they -hmm. have a drinking problem. I know this isn't easy and I'm being rather direct with you because you need some directness right now. Mm -hmm. This isn't going to feel good. That's the thing about boundaries. And I've said this on the show before people are like, okay, so I'm cool with having boundaries, but I just want to make sure the other person is okay with it. So how do I say it in a way (laughs) where they're going to be okay and their feelings aren't going to be hurt? I'm like, that's not how boundaries work. 
You're so used to showing up a certain way with someone. And then when one person changes the rules, the other person probably will flip out about it for a bit. Mm -hmm. But Amy, you have no self. How can you ever have self-love or self-confidence without a self? A self is a key ingredient to having those things. (laughs) Yes. And you're so kind of caught up in this enmeshment that you don't know who you are. Yeah. And the only way you know how to relate to yourself is through the voice of criticism. So what's happening inside your body as we're talking? Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of emotions. Um, I struggle with a lot of anxiety and fear related things. And um, none of the things that happened to my mother, of course, have happened to me, but I, they were projected on me as if I was the victim. And so I think, that's the other thing too, is like my whole life I've thought that like, I have these problems, I have these, but like, it's not me. It didn't stem from me. It, it stemmed from her, you know? Mm-hmm. So just realizing that like all the, the things that I think about myself, I can change that the moment yeah. I decide to break free of that and have my own self and mm-hmm. my own problems because they're my problems, not her problems. Right. Well, and the other thing is if she doesn't have a sense of self and she's critical and she's hard on herself or whatever, like you inherited all that. So it's like a lot of these things may just go away when you cut the cord and individuate and separate yourself. Yeah. It's sort of like living in a house with mold and being stuffy every day. And you either stay there and you're stuffy every day and you're running to every doctor going, why am I stuffy every day? And you're taking Afrin or whatever you're doing. And finally you're like, oh, wait, no, I just need to move out of the house. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you have to cut your mom off completely. Yeah. I'm not saying that you can't have a relationship with her, but you've got to cut the cord and you can no longer be her love source. Because in doing that, you don't have a self. Mm-hmm. So what are some boundaries you can start to set immediately before we finish the call today? Let's, cause I don't want to leave you just with no action. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, you're going to research Terry Cole. You're going to look for your own counselor, talk to a couple counselors, see, um, you know, who's a good fit for you. Where do you live? Um, I live in Arizona. Live in Arizona. Okay. So if there's anyone listening who lives in Arizona, who <laughs> is a counselor or a coach, or who has an awesome one, where in Arizona? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. We're going to be starting an over and on with a community really, really soon where we're going to be able to network with each other and really hook people up with the right people. Um, but sometimes I get emails from listeners who have good referrals um, or are good referrals themselves. So we're just putting that out there for the right person to come in and help you with this so that you feel empowered. So that's one action step. But in the meantime, let's let's talk about something else you could do that would start to give you some momentum in this area. So uh, can you give me an example of one thing that like uh, a dynamic in your relationship that you know is rather unhealthy 
Like, is it um, talking every day? Is it like what? Yeah. Okay. I would okay. say talking every day. Okay. So how could you create a boundary around that? Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, I've started instead of hopping on the phone, like if she'll call, I'll just ignore it. And then I'll shoot her a text and just be like, Hey, busy, like chat later. Like that still is like appeasing her need to speak to me, but I don't have to drop what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> okay. So um, how often do you want to talk to her? Like really want forget obligation. I mean, I just, I want to be able to have things to talk to her about. I don't, I don't want to put a day on it. I don't want to put a number or hours or anything. I just, I want to think of something and be like, oh my gosh, I want to share that with my mom. Not because I have to, but because I want to. Okay. Well, that might be a little hard to discern right now because it's so, she's been your person for so long. I'd rather have you call friends at this point. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, this may be drastic. Do you think you could go down to once a week? Not right away. Twice a week? Um, probably not. I, yeah, I mean, I should, but I just, is there a conversation that should happen first? Yes. Or no, I don't. Yes, okay. there is. Okay. So how I would do it is say, are you working right now? What's going on in your life? Tell me what. Yes, I work. Okay. Nine to five and then. Okay. Um, the conversation would sound something like this, or it can be written. You can say, mom, I love you so much. Um, and what I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a stage of my life right now where I'm really like becoming more of a woman. Um, I'm focusing on work. I'm focusing on friends and I'm noticing when I talk to you, I'm often really distracted because I have a lot going on. So I'd like us to have a regular phone date twice a week, every Monday and Thursday at 5.30 PM, where we can talk for half an hour about whatever is going on. And that way I'm not distracted. That way we know it's happening. We can catch up with everything. And that also gives me time and space in my week to focus on the things that I need to focus on. I love that. (laughs) Now, she might not. Yes. (laughs) What? I'm your mother. You're scheduling me in. You can't fit me in. Are you too busy for me now? That's all going to come. And you say, mom, this isn't about me not loving you. This is about me needing to focus on me right now in my life. There's no againstness towards you. Please don't take this personally, but she will. And this is the thing. This Mm -hmm. is, this is going to be the thing that keeps you stuck in this is even unconsciously, she knows how to push your buttons. And she knows if she guilts you enough, you'll cave. Mm-hmm. And so your opportunity here is to have a strong support system and to not cave to the guilt and to know that even though this feels quote unquote mean, this actually is the most loving thing to do because you know what's going to happen, Amy, if this goes on much longer, you're going to end up really resenting her. Yeah. So yeah, if I feel you, like I'm already there. I can hear it in your voice. I know. <laughs> so if you really want to save the relationship and if you really love her, then you're going to go through this really uncomfortable time. For sure. You know, I just had an experience 
over in Australia where I had to say some things that were really vulnerable and really kind of put me on the line and really were risky and didn't even result in sort of what I wanted. However, it was either that, like saying it and getting it out there and taking care of myself and honoring myself or tiptoeing around, kind of pretending, playing safe, and then always wondering. Yeah. And these are the risks we have to take in communication and in love and in relationship. We just play it safe when we operate out of fear or guilt or obligation. We don't have the quality of relationships that we want. And it really isn't based on love. It's based on fear. And right now your relationship with your mom is more based on fear and guilt and obligation than it is on love. Yes. And this is the most primary relationship in your life. And that's not even based on love. And so you're calling and asking me about self-love and you don't even have love in your most primary (laughs) relationship. Like you see the problem? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So can you see, you don't really have a self-love issue. You have a self issue. And so it's, it's time, it's time for you to go and emancipate yourself and become your own person. You are not your mother's possession and she is not your child. It's not your responsibility to take care of her. Yes. How do you feel? (laughs) Um, hopeful and sad and (laughs) uh, just emotional. Yeah. I hear you. Well, I would recommend letting the tears fall after we hang up, maybe doing a little journaling and writing a letter to your mom. First, an angry one, like F you mom for da 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 <laughs> and get it all out. And then also Great. another letter of what you want the relationship to be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Was this helpful? Yes. Thank you so much. Keep me posted on how you're doing and go get some help with this. I will. All right. (laughs) I will. All right, my love. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amy, for your vulnerability and for bringing such an important topic to the show. I know we started with self-love, but we got to a much deeper issue. And I think that any parent-child relationship, especially the mother-daughter relationship, can be incredibly challenging. And our parents are often our biggest spiritual teachers. And I've said this on the show many times, and I need to say it again. Our parents did the best they could. And I know that may be so, so hard to understand. But think of your parent not just as mom or dad. Think of them by their first name. Think of them as a child. Think about all the things that they went through. And they didn't have the tools and the resources. So many of our parents were raised in a time when their parents had no access to parenting tips. And our parents didn't have access to the internet (laughs) and didn't have access to podcasts like this and so much information that's out there now. So it's really easy to point the finger of blame. And I know that many of you have been through some very challenging things with parents. But please, for your own sake, for your own freedom. Forgive them. They really did the best they could. And at the same time, have boundaries. 
I was saying in the retreat I was teaching this past weekend, have compassion for your parents so that you can be free and so that you can get to a loving place. But also sometimes it's important to have boundaries. So let's break this call down a little bit. Just a couple coaching tips because I know a lot of you coaches listen. In the beginning of the call, I asked her a lot of questions and that's how we eventually got to the root of the issue we were supposed to talk about. She talked about struggling with confidence. I asked her how to give me specific examples. I asked her to tell me what she feels about confidence. I wanted to know what her inner critic said about her because a lot of times people get so wrapped up in telling their story and they use vague language. Like I'm not confident. I have an inner critic and I can put meaning on that in my own head, but it's way more powerful as a coach to really dive into what that means to them. So let's talk about her mom. She was a bit overprotective and codependent. Amy shared that things happened to her mom that made her very overprotective. We didn't need to know what happened. We just needed to know how it was playing out. And that overprotectiveness can feel like love, but it's not. It creates a codependence and an enmeshment and love that's really based on fear, not really love. So she was protective based on fear versus true unconditional love. And her child became her possession rather than a separate being. You know, her child really became the way that she sourced love and she got love. And she never really empowered Amy to have a sense of self. It's so dangerous to think of someone as our possession or our belonging, be it a child or a romantic partner. They don't belong to us. We don't own other people and we don't want to love ourselves through others. Amy also talked about being the person she needed her mother to be. She would call out of obligation. She'd have to be there for her. That's not love. That is not love. If you're calling someone out of obligation, that is not loving them. And that felt like love to her because she really didn't know what love was. She called in asking me about self-love, but how do you have self-love with no sense of self? She was so caught up in the enmeshment that she doesn't know who she is. And then when she tries to individuate, all the guilt comes up. So I hope this call really helps Amy break out of that loop because being someone's source of love is enabling. And when we're too enmeshed with someone, we take on their stuff and their patterns. And I'm not saying you have to cut someone off completely, especially a parent. Sometimes it's useful too, but you've got to cut the cord and you can no longer be someone else's source of love. And like I encouraged Amy, if you have a parent or someone in your life who you're loving out of obligation, who you're being a chameleon, who you're being people-pleasing, set boundaries and do not cave on them. Remember, when you set boundaries, other people don't always like it, but you're not going to like you in the long run and eventually not like them in the long run if you don't hold firm to your boundaries. So some takeaways for you. First, get clear on the quality and health of your current relationships. Are there any relationships that are actually getting in your way of self-love because they're robbing you of a sense of self? If it's time to set boundaries with someone and make a request, write out the conversation first. Those are challenging conversations to have. So write it out so you get comfortable. Maybe practice it with someone. And before you have that conversation, write a good old F-U letter to the person. Get your anger out and then rip it up. Follow that letter up with how you'd like the relationship to be. Really set some intentions in that letter. Not a letter you're mailing. You're just writing it for you. And next, get some help. If you had a really a meshed or codependent relationship with a parent 
or any really challenging relationship with a parent, sometimes it's hard to navigate that on your own. And really working one-on-one with someone can help you heal that and work through it. And finally, free yourself. It is time to individuate. If you're still enmeshed with a parent, talking to them every day, or still blaming a parent and caught up in the story of that for why you don't have what you want, it's time to set yourself free, to individuate, to cut the cord, to thank your parents for birthing you into this world. You come through them, but you do not belong to them. And you can no longer blame them because you have all the inner resources you need to parent yourself and to create the life that you want. One final reminder, I've got two coaching training sessions coming up. My masterclass for coaches, one in Sydney, Australia, April 14th, 15th, and one in San Diego, California, June 30th and July 1st. It's how to become masterful and profitable as a coach. Email Jill at Christine Hassler for details on that. Much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.